Hello, loyal followers, and welcome to Law School in Brief. This is one of your hosts, Megan, and with me is, I bet you can guess... It's Lydia. <laughs> I was like, oh my, is Lydia gone? It's Megan and waiting, Megan too. I was waiting for the audience to guess. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, well, good morning. It's morning. That's exciting. Yeah, so fun fact. We Yes, we we are recording in, well, for you, it's still the morning. For me, we it's, it's oh. 12.23 p.m. in... Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time, which is weird. We ne- I don't think we've ever recorded this early. I can't remember. I don't. I don't think we have. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. be better in the morning, fresher, more on point. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Lydia, <laughs> has it been a week yeah. since we last talked? It feels like I longer. I, 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 it does feel like longer. I don't actually know, but hmm. I have so many things that have happened. Oh my! Good things. Yeah. Well, out with it. Okay. I got my results back from right on the writing competition to find out about law review and secondary journals. Oh. And the astute listener will recall that even though I poured everything into that week, there was a little part of me that really did not want to get onto law review because it sounds <laughs> like so much work. So I had ranked law review first because of the prestige, but then second I ranked jurisprudence and then I think I did global studies and then law and policy anyways I was like man if I don't get law review I'm gonna be very happy it's gonna be a high for the week and I can confirm that I did not get law review I got jurisprudence Ooh, congratulations where's my air horn damn it I don't have it I don't have my phone nearby (laughs) so it is a little less prestigious, but I think that's okay because I've heard that it's the chillest and coolest secondary journal with the best snacks. Mm. Um, also, it's like one of the only jurisprudence like law journals in the country. And I think that they still have like a print version too. There's like just co- some cool things like that about it. Um, and most of the like 2L and 3L people I know are on it. Um, I'm just genuinely pumped about it instead of being like afraid of all the work I'm going to be pouring into an extracurricular. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's so, one of my highs for sure. Okay. So I'm a dum-dum. <laughs> I don't know what, what goes into a jurisprudence secondary journal. What's like, what's the topic? <laughs> Law? I don't know. What? Um, okay. Maybe I can pull up some of their most recent um, articles. But jurisprudence means, like, the philosophy of law. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You don't need to pull up articles. I was just curious. Okay. okay. Like, <laughs> Here I'm, like, furiously typing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't freak out. I just wanted to know generally what it was. Because we do not have okay. that at Elon. So... I had no idea. Well, there's well only congratulations. A couple, there's only a couple. Man, thanks. And, That's a big deal. Oh, what else did I do this week? Another high is that um, Billy and I had like a pierogies and borscht night. And it was just good. Man, these pierogies <laughs> are so good. Yum. 
You're making me very yeah. hungry. It is lunchtime. I am sacrificing oh, <laughs> lunchtime to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what are some of your highs? We will not talk about food. We will talk about the law. Okay. Well, if we're talking about the law, which feels like <laughs> the opposite of food, <laughs> I, I got my graded appellate brief back this week Ooh, okay. um, and I did very well on it. So nice. as you said earlier, the astute listener may recall that um, <laughs> I tried out for the moot court team, but we're not finding out about moot court until like late July. Um, but the grading criteria to get onto moot court is your mm. appellate brief grade and your score in the moot court competition. And I, this last week received both of those and I think I actually, fingers and toes crossed, have a pretty good chance of getting on. Oh, Megan, that's awesome. Right. Why yeah, is it going to take them till the end of July? I don't know. I don't know why it's going to take them yeah. that long. Maybe they have to decide. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm like now, you know, like sort of like you in law review there's like this piece of me that's like man it'd be kind of great not to get on because then I don't have to worry <laughs> about I don't have to worry about it um but then of course like I do actually want to get on so my heart is in it my I feel like I have skin in the game and I am now just you know yeah. riddled with anxiety waiting to find out if I got on <laughs> so that's fun yes. um that's additionally so cool. I and I think that I didn't mention this, but this happened like weeks ago. I got asked to be a, a student mentor. So Oh, you'd be great at that. Thanks. I I hope I would be great at that. I don't know. I think I think I'll be great for 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 the people certain. that will for certain people. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? I'm I'm no cheerleader, but you know, I'm friendly. Or just the folks who are like, how do I get the top of the class and get onto law review and get a big law job. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't yeah. know. Ooh, <laughs> don't luck. ask me. I'm busy wearing cloth overalls and making a podcast. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I'm going to be the student mentor and That's that should so be cool. super fun. Those yeah. Incoming students are going to be so lucky to hang out with you. Oh gosh. Wow. That feels, <laughs> <laughs> that is very sweet of you. Um, I, it's like, here's the thing though, it, like COVID man, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be hanging out. I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, zoom or like socially distant picnics where, which, you know, when you're meeting people for the first time already, it's kind of awkward. So right. I can't imagine like meeting people that I've never met before in an open space with face masks, just like waving from a distance. <laughs> like, Hello, yeah. I'm here to, to mentor you. Do you have any questions? Aww. Aww. Um, but hey, we'll make it work. It'll be fun. Um, additionally, I so this is this is like a an internship high. Um, hmm. Yeah. So my internship feels very nebulous. Like, what are we doing? What's going on? There's a lot mm. happening. Um, but the professor that I'm working with, Professor El Sabawi, who was who is also my academic advisor, she's awesome. She's great. We have very similar interests. And so she actually uh, has been like spearheading this project where she's 
um, where she's proposing an ordinance in Greensboro that uh, would create a 311 service to respond to non-emergency calls rather than having to call 911. Very cool. And she's never written an ordinance before. So for the last week, I've been doing research for her on how to construct ordinances. And like, it's just been, it actually feels like I'm in real time. I have like a tiny little sliver of a part in this project that has the potential to create impact in a pretty big city in North Carolina. Um, So yeah, it's just, I just, I feel like a little cog in this machine of change, actually, um, which is, which is rad, you know, being able to locate how to write an ordinance and then like specific, I, I went in and like, I was able to use all these research tools that I have now. Um, and I found, you know, meeting notes that had approved this committee. And then I found like the, the session law. It was just a lot of deep clicking, but I, I was, yeah, feeling feeling Dang, dirty. You sound like powerful. a real lawyer, dude. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. You are too kind to me. Well, thank you, <laughs> Megan Esquire. Maybe <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those are my highs. That's what I got for you. That's so cool. Um. Oh, I have forgot about this high. I hadn't even jotted it down. But I got into that summer class. Oh my gosh, great. That's great news. <laughs> when does it start? Like a month later. Um in a couple weeks. I'm trying to trying to get the books for it ahead of time. But I might actually be able to study climate migration. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Which would be so cool. That is very, very cool. Mm. Summer class. Summer school. Summer school. Um <laughs> so this episode I hope I don't regret being in class again. Oh um, god, yeah, I know. Same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have a special treat for us this episode am I right oh yeah but yeah <laughs> I guess I should have said that at the top of the episode but yes this episode is the episode where I give my Civ Pro for five-year-olds spiel slash for Megan because I <laughs> don't understand Civ Pro still <laughs> yes do we want to do that? What about Lowe's and Mez? You want to oh, skip gosh, those? That's or? right. That's right. We have Lowe's and Mez. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, let's do those, I suppose. <laughs> I, I'm just so excited for Civ Pro for five-year-olds. Um, well, I okay. can go really quickly through my Lowe's and Mez. My low is just that something cray happened on The Sopranos. I will not give any spoilers, but it made me very upset. Um, that should not give anything away because it's a lot of the show. But this one was just, they just crossed a line, in my opinion, um, with a character that I really like. And then my met is that I had in my internship my first meeting with a client. And, you know, that's like a high because uh, it's great to actually meet with clients, but not a total high because it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a meeting where people talk about things that aren't like why they had to leave their country and why they their struggles through the immigration system. And so just like getting to see that, you know, face to face is not a high. So right. I put that as a meh. Right. Well, I oh, don't have. And I want to plug really quick 
just speaking of like asylum and immigration, um, I compiled some information about the proposed asylum law changes, like people who explain it really well, um, like immigration lawyers who know a lot more than me. So like I have a video and like, uh, like Google doc online, um, and then templates for the public comment, public comments open until July 15th. So everyone should just do that. Um, we might be able to delay because they have to go through the public comments. We might be able to delay the proposed changes until after the election. So even if you're listening to this, you don't know anything about immigration law, just submit, just edit the template a little bit, um, you know, enough so that they can't lump all the templates together and like treat them as one. But yeah, I'll put that on the blog for sure. I know I keep Ooh. talking about the blog, but this, like, I actually will. <laughs> um, I can also add it to Twitter. I think I can add documents to, yeah. the, to the Twitch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Great. What um, your lows and mes? Okay, so I don't I don't really have any mes, to be honest. I guess oh, a man wow. that is... Just a high and low week, huh? <laughs> just highs and lows. <laughs> um, not law school related. Uh, I think, well... Yeah, no, not at all. I <laughs> uh, got into, I fell halfway down a ravine while I was mountain biking. Whoa! <laughs> How is this um, just coming? Out? I feel like that yeah. should have been the first thing we talked about. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, whoa. Uh, <laughs> really glad I didn't get more hurt than I am. Um, yeah, so I, I've, Adam and I have gotten really into mountain biking, um, especially because our new house is like a block away from the trailheads. Uh, so we're going every single day. But on Thursday, no, today's Friday, on Wednesday, we were riding. Um, and, you know, we, I'm just going to spare you all the details. But basically, one of my wheels slipped out from underneath me and I went careening. Down. Wow. And there was like a pretty significant drop off to my left. And <clears throat> I, I made it over this feature which is like a huge root. And uh, I really thought I had it. I thought I had stuck it, but you know, my weight just shifted a little too much in one direction. And all of a sudden I'm like, I was like slow falling. It wasn't, it wasn't like a crash impact in me, you know, like flying through the air and then rolling down this ravine. It was more like a slow fall where I was just trying to stop oh. falling the whole time. <laughs> um, but I got pretty bruised up. Um, oh my gosh, did you get a concussion or anything? No, 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 no. It's all just like oh, body. Okay. It's like my, okay. my lower back, my legs. I have one really gnarly bruise on my left thigh <laughs> um, that like honestly, is, it's like hot. I'm touching it now and it's, <laughs> it's probably like five degrees hotter than the rest of my leg. Um, did I go mountain biking the next day? Yes. <laughs> but, Megan. I know. <laughs> um, so that's, I'm just looking a little bit like like speckled and gross so <laughs> long oh, dresses it hey, is remote work you know exactly nobody can nobody <laughs> has to worry about me because nobody can see that's me. right right <laughs> um so that's i guess my math my okay. low is that i still haven't gotten any of my final grades from oh this gosh. last trimester and I took my property final two weeks ago today. I took my evidence final two and a half weeks ago. I turned my final paper in for my writing class on like May 5th. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, how much longer like, can I exist time. in this yeah. anxious state? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I'm just obsessively refreshing my email inbox every 20 or so minutes. Uh, nothing yet though. So TBD. Mm, Ooh, I, I, I do that. have, a, I do also have a quick plug for anybody listening. Okay. So I'm yeah. still doing my little side project where I'm trying to talk to people who use their JDs in non-traditional ways, um, kind of about how they got where they are in their career. But okay. I've hit a, a bit, a wee bit of a dry spell. <laughs> mm. And so if you or someone you know would be down to talk to me for about 30 minutes, I would be very appreciative. Um, it's a casual conversation, basically. I stalk you on LinkedIn and then I ask you very <laughs> flattering questions about your education and experience. So you, I, I would say 10 out of 10, you will leave the conversation feeling good about yourself. <laughs> um, so drop into the law school in brief contact form or just uh, at me on Twitter. We're law school in brief. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. But now can I learn Civ Pro from you? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, we. I feel like we were pretty succinct with the uh, highs and lows and stuff. So I accidentally wrote a lot for this. So if you're if you're really ready to learn, like <laughs> grab some water. Um, Ooh, this is I happening. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. So welcome to Civ Pro for five year olds. I have to give a quick shout out to Joe for inspiring this because she maybe jokingly posted in, in our like group me um, asking someone to explain a certain Cipro concept to her like she was a five-year-old. And when I tried to simplify it, I thought it was really fun. So that inspired the next 4,000 words that I've written of Cipro for five-year-olds. Okay. And without, also, without, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I just also want to give a shout out to Professor Kim, my Cipro professor, uh, who was just a very clear and calm instructor. And that really helps for learning something like this. And to Richard Freer, who is clear and energetic, which is also helpful sometimes, <laughs> who does the Barbary Civ Pro supplement. Just like really fun to learn Civ Pro that way. Um, what were you going to say, Megan? Um, I was going to rudely interrupt you to ask a question <laughs> that you probably <laughs> are going to just throw out the window. But um, for listeners at home, assuming that you haven't written this into your script, can you ex not like explain in depth but like what is civ pro <laughs> oh we're gonna oh okay you're gonna go there okay um so i should have just said civ pro is short for civil procedure so mm -hmm. it's the procedure through which you navigate the civil law system which is different than the criminal law system in ways that are beyond the scope of this podcast Mostly because I have not taken criminal procedure. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I'll, yeah, I, um, I think part of why learning CivPro is hard is that we don't like grow up with an intuition for it like we do for other types of law. We kind of like through the media learn about criminal law and then, you know, for contracts, we at least understand that we should be making promises with people and keeping them instead of breaking them. Um, and, you know, if only we had learned some school rules when we were in elementary school that happened to perfectly mirror the American legal systems rules, if it would be much easier <laughs> to learn Zipro. 
So um, that's what I'm trying to do here for our precious five-year-old listeners. And if you've never taken Cipro, this is what I want from you. Just listen to these rules and try to understand them as I'm presenting them and not extrapolate anything yet because your professor will do that for you. And hopefully, my hope is that like, if you listen to this and then you take Cipro later, you can sit in class and be like, oh, that's kind of like the thing that Lydia said. I'm crossing my fingers, but you can't see that because this is an audio <laughs> program. Um, if you've already taken Cipro and you're listening to this, you know, hope my hope for you is that it will be kind of fun to be like, oh, I see what you did there, you know. Um, but this is, you know, mostly to build an intuition for people who have not ever taken Cipro. Um, so, are you ready? I am, <laughs> I've been ready. I am more ready now than ever before. <laughs> um, Okay, children. Well, I'm just so happy that each and every one of you is here and is being such a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Thanks, teacher Lydia. <laughs> no, that's now so creepy. That's the last I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> okay. Well, I still need you to pretend like you're a kid, but you don't have to use that tone of voice. That's fine. Hmm. Um, okay. Well, Megan, now that you're five and such a big girl, you're mm. going from preschool to elementary school, and that is so exciting. And the only thing is this school is a little scary because there's a lot of fights. And I'm going to tell you about the rules of the school that we're in. I know kids don't like rules, right? But right. These, these aren't bad rules, like no ice cream allowed. I promise. There is ice cream in the cafeteria, and once we get through these rules, we're going straight to lunch. So... Here's the thing with rules. Sometimes all that matters is that everyone knows what to expect. Like when you're driving to school. When you came to school today, the nice bus driver drove on the right side of the road. But in some places, drivers drive on the left side of the road. But it doesn't actually matter if the rules say to drive on the right or on the left. All that matters is that there is a rule that says where to drive because everyone learns the rule and then they know what to expect and they don't run into someone going the wrong way on the road on the way to school. So these school rules are just like that. Okay. <laughs> Our school is so big and there are so many fights here. <laughs> I'm scared. It's okay that we have to have some rules so that every kid knows which grown up to go to when there's a fight. So I'm going to tell you about these rules. And there's a big book of them in the library if you want to read more. And it's a great way to practice your reading and build your vocabulary. And you can also ask your homeroom teacher about the rules for your homeroom class. And that's a great way to practice asking questions and doing research. There might be a rule that you don't like and want to change. There is a way to do that, but it's pretty hard. You have to ask someone on student council, and then they have to find out if most of the other people on student council want to change the rule too. Or if you're in a fight and you think the rule is unfair, you can talk to all the grown-ups in the school, and if the principal agrees that the rule goes against the school's mission, they might undo the rule. But mm -hmm. that pretty much never happens. So for now, just try to understand the rules, because if you get into a fight, you'll want to know what to do. Okay, here are the rules. I'm going to use a number for the different rules, and then at the end, I'll use the 
grown up word for that number as like a little vocabulary key. One. Here's the easiest way to know which grown up to go to. If you get into a fight with somebody who's one in the same homeroom class as you, two, who's in a different homeroom class, but they came into your classroom and your teacher had been looking for them because they had heard about a fight, so they catch them in their room. Or three, if the kid isn't in your homeroom class, but they really like your homeroom teacher and come to that homeroom teacher to settle the fight. In any of those scenarios, your homeroom teacher can settle the fight. Do you know your homeroom teacher, Megan? Hmm. I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know my homeroom teacher. Great. Okay. (laughs) Number two. Let's say that there's a kid in a different homeroom class that doesn't like your homeroom teacher. So they don't want your homeroom teacher to settle a fight. But that kid, let's say their name is Jamie. Jamie's been in your homeroom class going through your homeroom teacher's snack drawer, throwing (gasps) food at the other kids. Well, if that's the case, even though they're not in your homeroom class and they don't like your homeroom teacher, your homeroom teacher can settle a fight. But it can be tricky. Sometimes fights don't happen all in the same room. If Jamie came in, threw something at you, chased you, and y'all had a fight in the hallway, your homeroom teacher could probably settle the fight. But maybe Jamie was in the hallway throwing bouncy balls everywhere and one happened to hit you in the face in your homeroom class. So you ran out of the homeroom class into the hallway to fight. Well, your homeroom teacher might not be able to yell at Jamie in that case since Jamie never came into your homeroom class. Hmm. This is making sense. Awesome. Three. A homeroom teacher isn't the only one who can settle fights. Sometimes a school guidance counselor has to get involved. But, you know, there are way more teachers than there are guidance counselors. So even if you'd rather go straight to the guidance counselor all the time because they're so nice, only some fights go to them. Here are some times that a fight goes to a guidance counselor and not to your homeroom teacher. One, if you're both in different homeroom classes and the fight happened on the playground. Two, the fight wasn't just a physical fight, but included insults. This is really important. If you insult someone's mom at this school, that goes against the school's most basic values of respecting family. Mm. So that's just something so fundamental to the school um, that a guidance counselor has to get involved. Three, a combination of both of those. Or four, if you could have seen a guidance counselor because of one of those things, but you went to a homeroom teacher instead and then realized your mistake. Number four. Okay, our school is so big that not only do we have multiple teachers, we have multiple guidance counselors. Every building at the school has a guidance counselor. So which guidance counselor do you go to? Good thing you know how to count to three because we're gonna count to three again. One, the easiest fight is the one that happened inside a building. 
even if it was mostly in one building and then moved to the playground, the guidance counselor for that building settles the fight. Two, the other option is to look at the person who's going to the grown-up. Let's say it's you. You're mad because Jamie came up to you and hit you. So you're telling the grown-up, hey, Jamie hit me and insulted my mom. It's the guidance counselor in the building that Jamie's homeroom class is in that settles the fight. Three. Sometimes in the school, there are groups of kids that get into fights. Let's say both Jamie and Alex hit you and insult your mom. But Jamie and Alex have their homeroom classes in different buildings from each other and from you. Wow, this sounds like a mess. Oh, this school is a little scary, but don't worry, Megan. (laughs) If this happens, you can go to the guidance counselor in either Jamie or Alex's homeroom building. I should say something else about guidance counselors and their buildings. Sometimes, in the middle of a fight, things get confusing. Maybe you accidentally go to a guidance counselor in a building that neither Jamie nor Alex have homeroom in. If this happens, Jamie or Alex can say, Hey, Mr. Guidance Counselor, I want to see my guidance counselor, because I don't even know you. Then the guidance counselors can talk to each other, and the one from the wrong building can tell someone from the right building to settle the fight. But you have to be careful because if you go to the wrong guidance counselor, they could just say, forget it. And you have to start all over explaining the fight to the right guidance counselor. Mm. There's also something else that can happen. Jamie and Alex might be in different buildings, but maybe Alex has met Jamie's guidance counselor and likes them way better than their own guidance counselor. Mm. Or maybe that building is closer to the parking lot and they have to get picked up right after the meeting about the fight. Alex can ask if Jamie's guidance counselor can settle a fight. I just want to tell you about this because the longer you're at this school, the more chance you'll have to get to know different guidance counselors. If there's one that always says you're the winner of the fight, you can try to have that guidance counselor settle your fight. (laughs) Five. Okay, those first four rules were about making sure you're with the right grown-up, either the homeroom teacher or the guidance counselor. Once you're with the right grown-up, now we can finally settle the fight. Okay, Megan, you remember how I said right in the beginning that there's a whole book of these rules in the library if you want to look at it. Or that you can ask your homeroom teacher about the rules. Yes. Well, here's a little secret. Every homeroom teacher and every guidance counselor settles fights a little differently. That makes sense because every room is different. The kids are different. Some teachers are nice and some teachers are mean. And some buildings are far away. Think about it like this. The homeroom classroom that's right near the cafeteria might have to be extra strict about kids paying attention during those lunch hours because there might be a lot of kids making noise outside of the room. So I hope that makes sense. And usually it doesn't matter if the teachers and the guidance counselors settle fights a little differently. If the homeroom teacher is settling a fight, then it's the homeroom teacher's rules that matter. Nobody else's. But it's more confusing with the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor is supposed to be doing what the principal wants and following all the, all the rules from the big rule book in the library. Mm. So let me explain what could happen when you go to the guidance counselor. 
Let's say Jamie walks right into your homeroom class and punches you in the face. I'm sad to say, but at this school, this could happen. This sounds so, tell- so much like Jamie. This is so Jamie. I know. So you tell Jamie that their mom did a really bad job raising them because they're so mean. Man, so if the fight was just the punch, your homeroom teacher could yell at Jamie. But you kind of brought Jamie's mom into it, so now you both go to the guidance counselor. And the guidance counselor has to settle two different fights. The first one is, did Jamie break your homeroom class's rules by walking in and punching you in the face? And the second one is, did you insult Jamie's mom and therefore break the school's rules by saying that their mom didn't raise them right? Well, the second one is really easy. The guidance counselor just has to look at the school's rules to decide if the school's rules were broken. But the first one is confusing. Do you see why, kids? It's because the guidance counselor is deciding what the homeroom teacher's rules should be, and the homeroom teacher might not like that. Mm. So, okay, we're going to count to two again for two different things that could happen. One, sometimes the school rule and the homeroom teacher's rule are different. There might be an old established school rule that says a kid who punches should always apologize. The teacher's rule might say a kid who punches should only apologize if they did it on purpose. Well, if the guidance counselor thinks that it was an accidental punch, they're going to follow the school's rule and make Jamie apologize. Two, sometimes the school rule and the homeroom teacher's rules are pretty similar. When that's the case, the guidance counselor can use the teacher's rule. Number six. You know a little bit about which grown-up to go to and how that grown-up is going to settle your fight. You're such a good listener, Megan. Thank you. (laughs) We'll talk a little more about what happens when you're angry at somebody. There are so many fights in the school that you might have to remind another kid which fight you're angry at them about. Mm. And you might have to wait to talk to a grown-up about it. First, you need to tell Jamie, hey, I'm mad at you. And the way you do this is grab a piece of paper from the principal's office that has a red frowny face on it. Then you write Jamie's name, why you're mad at them, and when they should go with you to the grown-up to settle the fight. You have to make sure to give it to Jamie before you're supposed to meet with the grown-up. This gives them time to remember which fight you're talking about and remember their side of the story. You can either hand Jamie the piece of paper yourself, or you can leave it with somebody who sits beside Jamie in homeroom class, or give it to the crossing guard in front of the school who can give it to Jamie when they cross the street coming to school. This sounds pretty easy, right? Right. But you've got to make sure to do this. If you don't, Jamie can just tell the grown-up that they never even knew that they should come see the grown-up. And then the grown-up won't settle the fight. Number seven. Just like you have to tell another kid about going to see a grown-up together, you have to tell the grown-up that you want to see the grown-up about (laughs) settling the fight. For this, pick up a blue sheet from the principal's office that has a picture of a grown-up on it. On that piece of paper, you have to write which teacher or guidance counselor you want to go to and why. What the fight was about 
and how you want the fight to be resolved. Like, do you want the other kid to apologize to you or do you just want the kid to be yelled at? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is important. You can't just say, I want to meet with the guidance counselor because Jamie is guilty and should be yelled at. You have to actually describe the fight a little bit. So you write it down and give the paper to the grown-up of your choice. And if you remember something different about the fight later, you can tell the grown-up that you messed up and change what you said, but only sometimes. Mm. Now you've told Jamie you're mad at them and told the grown-up that you want them to settle the fight. Jamie can go to that grown-up too and say if they want to settle the fight too. Okay, number eight. Oh, this one's good. Once you've really gotten into an argument that you can settle with the grown-up, it's time to get the story about what really happened in the fight. So you can ask the other kids who watched the fight what happened and make them swear to tell the truth about it. You can get the school nurse to say that you really did come in with a bloody nose after the fight. Or you can also get their creative writing teacher to show the grown-up how Jamie wrote a story about wanting to give you a bloody nose. It's got to be stuff that really has to do with the fight, though. You can't use your meeting with the grown-up as an excuse to read Jamie's diary entries about who they have a crush on. Mm. Number nine. Sometimes fights are going to really come down to all of that evidence that you found about the fight to show the grown-up. Both sides have different stories to tell, and it can be hard for the grown-up to know the truth. But other times, it's easy for the grown-up to know the truth, and they don't even have to listen to both sides. If Jamie pushes you off the slide, you've got a big cast, and let's say Jamie admits to pushing you off the slide. Well, you had a fight, but you agree about everything, so there's no need to, for the grown-up to listen to both sides. They will just punish Jamie. Or, say you told the grown-up on the blue sheet of paper that during the fight, Alex took you to outer space, made an alien clone of you, and then dropped you back to Earth. You want the grown-up to make Alex go back into space and get your alien clone. Well, the grown-up isn't even going to listen to your story because they can't make students go into space. Mm. Hmm. Or the person you're mad at could say that you never gave them the red piece of paper. There are lots of ways to mess up so that a grown-up doesn't even hear about the fight. If they say... You should be meeting with a guidance counselor instead of a homeroom teacher. That makes the grown-up stop listening immediately, even if they're in the middle of listening to your story. Number 10. The grown-up can stop listening to both of your stories for other reasons, too. Even if you filled out the red form and the blue form and found the right grown-up and everything, Jamie could still say, that's baloney, right in the middle of your story, and the grown-up might agree. In the middle? Mm-hmm. Because the grown-up might think there's just no way your side of the story is right. Like, if you claim that Jamie broke your leg two days ago and it healed yesterday and that's why it doesn't look broken, that's just baloney. So either one of you can call baloney in the middle of the story. Number 11. It might sound unfair, for a grown-up to make you stop telling your story and punish you instead of punishing the other kid, the one you think is mean. Well, don't worry. There's a rule for if that happens, too. You have to wait until the first grown-up finishes talking and says that you can both go back to class. 
Then you can find a different grown-up. You have to make sure it's the right grown-up. If your homeroom teacher was the one who thought you were mean, you can go see a guidance counselor. If the guidance counselor was the one who said you were mean, you can go see the principal. When you think your homeroom... Yeah, that's right. (laughs) When you think your homeroom teacher was wrong and you go to your guidance counselor, what the guidance counselor does that time is a little different. The guidance counselor doesn't look at your pictures or what the nurse said or what the other kids said. The second grown-up is looking at what the first grown-up did, not what you kids did. So maybe your homeroom teacher ignored the pictures that you took of your nosebleed. Or maybe the homeroom teacher yelled at you, but they should have given you a timeout instead because that's what the school rules say the punishment is for throwing rocks. Or let's say first you saw a guidance counselor because it was the fight where you said Jamie's mom didn't raise him well because he turned out mean. And the first guidance counselor said, that is an insult against his mom, so you're mean. Well, you can go to the principal and ask them to read the school rules for what insult really means. Maybe you were just making an observation about Jamie's mom, not insulting her. The principal might agree with you and say you were officially not being mean. Number 12. Okay, I've been talking about Jamie and Alex a lot. I'm just using them as an example. They're not bad kids at heart. But I guess I will keep using them as an example. Okay, what examples have I given so far? There was one time Jamie punched you in the face and another time Jamie pushed you off the slide, right? Right. Let's say both of those happen. One on Thursday and one on Friday afternoon. Then it's the weekend and you're both away from school. But on Monday, when you get to school, you pick up the blue grown-up form. Can you complain about the face punch and pushing off the swing on that same blue piece of paper? Or do you have to fill out two blue pieces of paper? Mm. You can put them on one piece of paper. Actually, you can add as many fights with Jamie that you want onto the blue form that you give the grown-up and to the red form you give to Jamie. And once Jamie gets the red paper from you and starts thinking of all the times they've fought with you, they can add extra fights onto a blue form, too, to give to the same grown-up. Like maybe one time you threw sand at Jamie. The grown-up can hear all of these fights at once and decide for each one who was mean. Now, this little tidbit is interesting. Say that Jamie punched you in the face Thursday pushed you off the slide Friday, and you had thrown sand in their face on Wednesday. Jamie can tell the grown-ups about that, but they don't have to. They can wait till later about the sand throwing or take it to a guidance counselor they like. But let's say that you threw sand at Jamie right after they punched you in the face on Thursday as part of that same fight on that same day. If Jamie ever wants a grown-up to hear about that sand throw, they have to talk about it when you talk about the face punch. Otherwise, they're not allowed to talk about it ever again. Oh, this is the first time I've ever felt sorry for Jamie. I know. (laughs) That's why it's important to know the rules. (laughs) Right. Here's another interesting tidbit. Let's say Jamie and Alex were both punching you. You threw sand at Jamie and... Oh, okay. You threw sand at Jamie. And then Alex threw sand at Jamie 
because Alex just wanted to be mean to everybody. Typical you Alex. You can write on the blue paper that Jamie and Alex were punching you. Then, when Jamie talks to a grown-up about the fight, they have to say that you threw sand at them if they ever want a grown-up to know about it, just like I said before. Then they can talk about how Alex threw sand at them too, but they don't have to. They can wait and have their own meeting with the grown-up, just Jamie and Alex, to talk about how Alex threw sand at Jamie. Because when you fill out your form about them punching you, that's really about your fight. Number 13. We only have two rules left before ice cream. Okay. You know all about the little fights now, but... I got to tell you, at this school, sometimes there are really big fights. Sometimes a few people fight a few other people. So it might be good confusing because I'm going to say a lot of names, but try to follow along. Okay. Let's say you and Kristoff fight Jamie and Alex. They're throwing rocks at you, one after the other, right in front of you. They're just standing in front of you, throwing rocks at you and Kristoff. Then... From the slide on the other side, someone else hits you with rocks. Boom, boom, boom. You couldn't see who did it. But they were obviously on Jamie and Alex's side of the fight because they only hit you and Kristoff, not Jamie and Alex. Well, you fill out the blue and red papers to take to Jamie and Alex and to a grown-up to settle your fight. Let's say you fill it out on Friday. Then, over the weekend, you find out that it was Mina who threw the rocks from the slide. It's not too late. You can go back to your blue form and add Mina on there as one of the people who is throwing rocks. Just don't forget to give her a red frowny face paper, too. Now, so far, you're the one who filled out all these papers to gift everybody. If Kristoff wants to talk about the fight, too, at the same time as you with the same grown-up, you can go back to the blue sheet and add Kristoff's name. Now it's you and Kristoff trying Together, trying to explain that it's Jamie, Alex, and Mina who were all being mean. Last but not least, say that you and Kristoff didn't even know that Aya was standing behind Jamie and Alex, handing them rocks. Mm -hmm. Jamie and Alex can also blame Aya. One grown-up is going to have to deal with all of this at one time, but that makes it easier at a big school like this with so many fights. Number 14. Sometimes there's an issue so big that there's not even enough space on the blue paper to tell the whole story. Think of this. What if the cafeteria served something so gross that all of the first graders threw up? Oof. Now, every first grader could take a blue grown-up form and a red frowny face form and complain about it but sometimes a grown-up will say you know let's have a student assembly with all the first graders who were in lunch that day and just figure this out it just wouldn't make sense for grown-ups to meet every single kid one by one because everything kind of happened the same to every kid so sometimes all the sick first graders will be grouped together especially if they're trying to decide to give everybody the same medicine but if they're deciding whether they want to give the kids lunch money back from that day, a sick first grader can just decide they don't want to go to the student assembly. They can fill out their own blue form on their own. You know why that might be? 
because they they don't just want their lunch money back. Maybe they want free lunch for a week because it was so gross throwing up that they just, you know, want some kind of prize. They want to argue with the grown-ups because they hated throwing up so much. Those are 14 school words for you, which now I'm going to give you the big grown-up word for. One, general jurisdiction. Number two was specific jurisdiction. Number three was subject matter jurisdiction. Four was venue. Five was the Erie Doctrine. Six was service process. Seven was pleadings. Eight was discovery. Nine was summary judgment and pretrial motions. Ten was judgment as a matter of law. Eleven was appeals. Thirteen was joinder of claims and a preview of claim preclusion. Thirteen was joinder of parties and pleader. And fourteen was class action. But you don't have to know those words because you're just five. So where's the ice cream? Now, once we stop recording, I can give you the ice cream. (sighs) (laughs) Fine. Are you ready to try to avoid fights and then try to complain about them when you get into a fight? I feel confident that if and when I get into a fight, I will know which grown-up to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Did that make sense to you as someone who's taken Cipro? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I picked out most of most of them. The Erie Doctrine still nice. sort of eludes me, but I'll have to go back and listen to number four again. <laughs> well, they, Lydia, that was so thorough, and you had you put. I don't know if you were intentionally doing this, but I feel like you put on a good teacher voice. I was trying to do that, and I think maybe that wasn't a good call because you know our listeners are actually adults. <laughs> That's right. That might be super annoying to listen to. Also, <laughs> I'm not an actress, obviously. Quick but very important question. Have you ever been in a schoolyard fight? Because this whole time I was thinking like, thinking back to the schoolyard. <laughs> no, I think uh, I've never been in a school fight. And I think that this whole creative writing exercise kind of shows how um, following the rules in a court system are can seem like nonsense when you'd rather someone just kind of be a little bit more authoritative but obviously a democracy is better than an authoritarian system i'm just saying that sometimes <laughs> it seems absurd <laughs> in some scenarios it would rules. be nice if justice was swift <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, right. well did you ever in a school fight um not at school school, but I got in a few little tips on, on the soccer field, um, which is oh a different thing. I do remember, though, being in fifth grade and there was this girl named Kat Munoz, who I am confident is never going to hear this. Um, <laughs> and she was like tough and she always wore um, tank tops that were cut off at like, I don't like it was as though she had a shirt and she cut the sleeves off and it made a tank top. So the 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 holes had like kind of rugged edges i don't know she just seemed Hmm. really badass she also wore those this this was like the year 2000 so she had um bracelets that had like spikes on them and like a you know like amazing yeah like a studded belt where like she wore the 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 actual buckle of the belt off to one side um anyway she seemed really tough and i and i got word that she wanted to kick my ass was what it was 
And I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. I don't, I don't think I've ever even talked to her, (laughs) but that seems, that's how it goes when you're 10. Um, you know, (laughs) so anyway, she, she didn't kick my ass. Thank God. Cause I'm sure she would have wiped, (laughs) wiped the playground with me. Um, but you know, best to wherever she is these days. (laughs) Wait, so you, you caught wind, you heard the rumor, but then she never confronted you? She never came for me, no. Did you she, live in fear for a little bit or not I really? lived in great fear for a lot oh. of it. Oh. Um, I, I like ran home after school because I knew that if I lingered, you know, I could be like oh singled gosh. out, cornered, and then just pummeled. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. That's I tried so to stay out, out in the open as visible as possible mm-hmm. to any adult, <laughs> any grown up <laughs> who, who I could go talk to yeah. uh, if I needed to, depending yeah, on the yeah. situation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, I more just got written up in high school for sass. Like, I, ne- I was never really in fights oh, with my, my peers, gosh. but it, my teachers. Some really liked me and some really didn't. <laughs> I do I do vividly recall my one of my Latin teachers. There were two, but um, one of them wrote me up for all, all, all the pink slip said was sass. And she sent me to the principal's office. Oh, my God. I mean, she wasn't wrong. <laughs> she was not wrong. I want to see sassy high school Megan. I just want a video or something, or I want to transport, teleport through time or something. I really, I I think she's better left in 2006. Like she doesn't need to be here. (laughs) Yeah. I've reined it in. I'm still Mm. her at the core, you know, but um, I'm trying to be Mm. like professionally sassy now as a lawyer and not just like some sass mouth 15 year old saying things. Without realizing the repercussions or implications of the of the words, <laughs> yeah, nice. Mm. Professional sass. That's right, professional sass. Maybe maybe that's the hashtag. Now we're we're, mm. we're workshopping it. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I have for you. I don't know. That's all I've got too. Wow. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for refreshing my civil procedure acumen sharpening the uh, arrow that I can fire Absolutely. 14 different ways. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye Megan. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>